Nestled in the picturesque natural environs of western Romania, Rosia, Montana, a small village, finds itself at the center of a battle between a modern-day David and Goliath. It was local gold mines that bankrolled the Roman Empire thousands of years ago, and with a bid to create a new local mine, companies are seeking to perpetuate this revenue stream. Pulitzer Center grantee Demeter Kenarov introduces Eugen David, a small-time farmer and leader of the opposition movement. This is Alyssa Howard reading an excerpt from Chapter 5 in Tarnished, The True Cost of Gold. There is no paved road to Eugen David's house in Rosia, Montana. If you want to find him, you have to walk up the hill on a path of gravel and grass across the blooming meadows. On the way there, you will probably get distracted. Buttercups and vetch, yarrow and chicory and clover, dandelions, strawberries, stinging nettle and wild thyme, white and purple and green and yellow and red. Keep walking. A dry stone wall, boulders strewn about, runs on the side. Under a copse of trees hides an ancient cemetery, crosses overgrown with mosses and ferns. A brook gurgles nearby. Keep walking, but watch out for the cow patties. A few more twists in the path, and there, behind a squeaky garden gate, stands his house. Eugene David is not some kind of romantic poet. You will not see him in a pensive mood with a pencil in his hand. When I first meet him, he is chopping wood, sweat gleaming on his face. He wears threadbare work pants, a yellow-green piece t-shirt, and a beige bucket hat. I'll be there in a minute, he shouts in lieu of a greeting, and keeps on chopping like a maniac. The giant shed behind him is stacked up to the brim with firewood. A few minutes later, he joins me at a rough-hewn wooden table in the middle of the yard. Without a word, he proceeds to pour himself consecutively three glasses of water from a pitcher and downs each of them ravenously. I read somewhere it's good to drink a lot of water. Then he lights up a cigarette. These are Ukrainian cigarettes, he tells me. I don't like paying duty to a corrupt Romanian state. Eugen David, 46, is the president of Albernus Maior, the Romanian NGO most actively involved in the opposition against the gold mining project in Rosia, Montana. He is something of a legend among the local environmental community, an ordinary small-time farmer who has taken a stand against a multi-billion dollar corporation. Without a college degree or any special language skills, without even knowing how to use a computer, the website and email of his NGO are run by other activists, Eugen is nevertheless a formidable foe. He has a wily smile and a homespun philosophy. As long as I have my land, he says, I am the owner of this world, and I'm very strong, and I can't be manipulated. The land gives me the power and strength to rely on myself. Eugen doesn't own a whole lot a two-story house, a vegetable garden, a few acres of pasture and a few acres of forest, 10 cows, some pigs and chickens, a draft horse with a cart, which he calls his Mercedes, and a complimentary sleigh for the winter months. His property, however, happens to lie in the area of the proposed mining development, and the project cannot proceed until the mining company acquires all of it. Eugen would not sell. There is a stubborn peasant streak in him, mixed with a good measure of cunning and native wit. His two dogs are named Greenpeace and Sorosica, or the female version of George Soros. He chuckles every time he mentions the mining project. Even his small eyes seem to be laughing. The project could be the best project in the world, but if it interferes with my life, I can't accept it. You don't need to know all the technical terms to oppose something like that. Every time I meet the company managers, I ask them a question. What will you do if I refuse to leave? They never have the answer. They have answers to the complicated questions, but not to the simple ones. Eugene doesn't care about arguments, one way or the other. Number of jobs, the economy, the environment, historical monuments, all the buzzwords the two sides are hurling at each other. He 
He doesn't care about getting a real Mercedes, a bigger house, a new fridge, a plasma TV. He seems to operate beyond modern systems of thought, but this is precisely his strength. Everything he needs, he already has. The mining company relies on the assumption that consumerist desire drives every person alike, shareholders in New York and citizens of Rosia, Montana. But Eugen David seems to occupy a separate universe with impenetrable boundaries. I have a principle, he says with his usual chuckle. The less informed I am, the less disinformed I am. I follow my instincts. I watch TV only to get informed by disinformation. It is impossible not to take a liking to Eugene David. There is something earthy and primal in him, his face tanned by the sun and his hands calloused by labor in the fields. Yet there is a philosopher in him as well, and a pretty good one at that. I learn philosophy with my skin, he says, and immediately launches into a discussion of democracy and individual rights. For him and for others like him, the case of Rosia, Montana is not just a controversial mining project, but a litmus test for the principles of democracy and law in post-communist Romania. Eugen might as well be the Romanian Thomas Jefferson. We don't have original democracy here in Romania. The way I understand American democracy is that it is based on the rights of the individual. If the individual is strong, he can build a strong community. I don't care about percentages. 90% opposed or 90% supporting the mining project. I'm an individual and I have my rights. If they change the laws to deny me my rights, then they are welcome to come and kick me out of here. And what if they decide to forcefully relocate him? If they try to forcefully relocate me, I'll go to Kosako's grave, light a candle, and say, Comrade Kosako, I'm sorry we killed you. You were right and we were wrong, he says, referring to Nikolai Kosako, Romania's last communist dictator. Thanks for listening. This podcast was edited by Alyssa Howard, produced by Catherine Doyle, with original music by Jack Carter for the Pulitzer Center in Washington, D.C. Find us online at pulitzercenter.org. Special thanks to Demeter Kenarov, Kem Sawyer, Tom Hunley, and all Pulitzer Center staff.